This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. Citizens, welcome to the Forge of Potitude. I'm Dave Michaels. I'm Brian Betts. And we are the Cape Podcasters. And this is the show that... What's the name of the movie we're talking about? Heracles? It doesn't matter what the name of the movie we're talking about is! I see what you did there. That's pretty good. I smell what you're cooking. And other things that The Rock says at the Super Bowl, and it's awkward to watch. Do you remember um, that? I loved it at the Super Bowl. I love when The Rock was full of The Rock. <laughs> when you have all these professional football players standing there about to play their big game. Yeah. And The Rock is just doing his thing. Yeah, his he's the only person who could shtick. do that. But still, they had to just watch him. Finally, the Super Bowl has come back <laughs> to Los Angeles. You got to say it like him if you're going to do it. That's true. Where you just make- In the millions! The S's go on for forever. To Los Angeles! And to quote the producers, it sounds like steam escaping. <laughs> you got to get the eyebrow in there, too. <laughs> That's right. People can hear the eyebrow. <laughs> can I tell you something about wrestling I don't understand? Sure. So, you know whenever you go to a concert, like a proper concert with a band. Third Eye Blind. You go to a Third Eye Blind concert, they play Semi-Charm Life, you're singing along with them. You know everyone. Absolutely. Word. You're a 90s kid. Damn right. What I don't understand is that wrestling events, when people quote along with the people speaking. <laughs> it's, their, it's the same thing. It's I, the greatest hits. I understand it's the same thing, but it's weird to me. I don't know why. That singing at a concert's okay, but quoting along with the Paul Heyman is weird to me. <laughs> Like, yeah, I could say Brock Lesnar's name too. I could do it. You got it. What you have to do is start going to poetry readings and just <laughs> recite along with them. And I chose the road less traveled by, and it's made all the difference. Good that was luck. your line. That was your line. <laughs> I thought we were doing this together. Oh, is this not one of those sing along things? We're not. <laughs> Follow the bouncing ball. Sorry. When I hear Robert Frost, I just got to get my lighter out and just quote right along. Oh, Robert Frost, famously known for his line, I'm feeling those lighters, y'all. That's right. Uh, today, we are talking about Hercules <laughs> from 2014, directed by a goddamn anal wart, Brett uh, Ratner. Human shit-stained Brett Ratner. The absolute worst. And this is the last movie that he directed, so cheers, bud. Yeah, che Oh, good. He's gone for forever. Ding dong. The dick is dead. The dick is, as long as we don't talk about the Rush Hour movies, we're good. Are they comics? No. Golden. Great. Let's never talk about them. Perfect. Hercules, you ever seen this bad boy before? No, never. Didn't even know it existed. Yeah, same boat. No clue. It came up on our Ebert list. He put his bony little finger across that Ouija board and went, Hercules, and we went, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Yeah, apparently, based on the Stephen Moore graphic novel, Hercules, the Thracian Wars. And, you know, we'll get there. We sure will. What are your thoughts on Hercules? Not the person, the, this movie. Let's stick it to this movie. Okay, just based on the movie. Yeah, it's, it's all right. You know, I didn't have a bad time watching it, but I didn't have a particularly good time either. So You just had a time. Time passed. I had a time passed, and I wasn't upset that I used the time to watch the movie, but I won't probably do it again. 
That's very, very fair. I think I'm in the same boat, except for one part. I was real jazzed. Okay. And we'll get there. All right. I can't wait to get there. You want to get into this thing? Let's do it. So the legend says that Zeus got it on with a human lady, and they had a son named Hercules. Zeus's wife, the goddess Hera, was understandably pretty pissed about the whole thing, so she tried to have the baby killed by two very CGI snakes. They're the most CGI snakes that have ever existed? It's absolutely insane how CGI these snakes are, and they're neon green. They are. I would say this is like a full-sale C-. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. They look terrible. Intro to 3D modeling. Just get those snakes out there. <laughs> right. And I know we haven't talked about the mummy too yet, but these snakes would fit right in. Just trust <laughs> me on this one, Brian. <laughs> All right. It's a The Rock movie, so we could talk about that a little when, bit. When you have a, a The Rock, then you can't have real snakes. Exactly. Also, I read Stephen Fry's Mythos trilogy that he did about okay. like, Greek myths and stuff like that, and it was amazing because of Stephen Fry reading it. The way you just put the Hercules thing about Zeus did a mortal lady and then a Hercules board, it was so much more succinct. Oh, I bet. All of those stories go on forever, like with people being born out of other people's brains and getting pulled out of their chest cavities and stuff like that. Right, being born out of the foam of the sea, which is really just testicles that were thrown in there, which is a real story about Aphrodite being born. Wow. I'm learning things. Yeah, you are. <laughs> If you haven't listened to that trilogy or read that trilogy or whatever, Stephen Fry Mythos, it's terrific. I'll have to check it out. It sounds excellent. Luckily, Baby Herc kills the snakes, so I guess Hera just gives up at that point. Oh, man, he got my CGI snakes, man. Ah, I guess, guess I gotta let him live. As an adult, Hercules, now played by Dwayne the fucking Rock Johnson, goes through his famed 12 labors. Now, was this when... He was like transitioning to Dwayne Johnson. It was real uncomfortable. And everyone's like, I'm not going to call him that. It's The Rock. I feel like 2014, he was still The Rock. I agree. Yeah. Because there was that transition. Now he's Dwayne Johnson. Absolutely. But there was a time where it was like, you can't fool me here. He's The Rock. We, we all know you're The Rock. His 12 labors, of course, include things like defeating the much better CGI Lernarian Hydra and the Aramanthian Boar and the infamous Nemean Lion. All those. And yeah, they actually look pretty good. After seeing the snakes, I was pretty surprised when I saw that boar. I was like, oh, wow, that looks actually good. Maybe that's what they did, though. They're like, they made the boar first. and They're like, the boar looks okay, I guess. How can they make it look more realistic? <laughs> sort of some bullshit snakes up front. Yeah, it's going to make everything some... else shine. If we open this with shitty snakes, everything's going to look so much more impressive. That's great directing. <laughs> and that's how I know that Brett Ratner did not intend to do that. <laughs> Got him. And we are already at what I suspect is the first of the caped IMDb trivia facts. How many you got? Three. Well, they all got approved, it looks like. These folks are clearly not reading. Again. Submit now, ask questions later. Exactly. One labor that was not shown was, quote, pull a junior, where Hercules had to birth a child like Arnold Schwarzenegger did in the film Junior. This was not shown because the producers believed that this labor was too, quote, on the nose, and they also didn't, quote, want to see Dwayne Johnson make those faces. You know the ones. <laughs> it's all true. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I like that one of Hercules' labors is now pull a junior. Yeah, give labor. Actual, go into physical labor. <laughs> I mean, it's in the name. It is in the name. It would have been too on the nose. 
to match that caped trivia fact, I also have an actual IMDb trivia fact. Ooh, you're doing a little flipperoo here. Dwayne Johnson, Hercules, wore a false beard in this movie made of yak testicle hair. Somehow not a caped fact. I was surprised. I read that and I was like, hmm. And how does the costume designer, the makeup artist, go about figuring that out? Like, does he just go around shaving animals' nether regions <laughs> like Sir and want? Like, we tried the sheep fur. He looked too much like Moses. We had to get the right consistency and the wiriness of the hair just right. Duh. My uncle's got a yak. It's kind of wiry. Not the rest of him, just the testicle region. If you want to shave his balls, you could put it on the rock's face to smell what's cooking. <laughs> oh, no. Imagine smelling what was cooking while wearing the yak pubes on your face. <laughs> it's so gross. Oh. Oh, man. No wonder he was shot from behind so often in this movie. Just so he didn't have to put the yak testy pube stuff on his face. That'll make you yak for sure. Oh, boy. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit? I guess so. But you know how you have the book Animal Farm? And like, yeah. all the animals, they've come to life. Oh, man, look at they're talking to each other. What if you did that with, like, Animal House, but it's like a proper animal house? I feel like at some point they're going to shave, like, Arthur Yak's testicles and slap them on Dwayne Johnson's face. It's just like a, a prank. I would like to see this movie. I think I would, too. I like the idea of Animal House with actual animals. With actual animals. It's about time someone tried to do it. I mean, reboots are all the rage right now. Why not? Lean in. It'll be hysterical. And you have the football players or whatever they are. The, the jocks. Yeah. In my head canon right now, I am really confusing Animal House and Revenge of the Nerds. Like, everything I'm thinking of is just, like, blurred lines. <laughs> I just want to see Poindexter again. Bring him back in Animal House now. We might Why not well just combine the two? Fuck Combine them into one cinematic animated universe of animals. Lambda, 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 and they're proper lambs, by the way. Omega Moo, and they're actual cows now. It writes itself. It really does. Get on it, Hollywood. But Poindexter's still a little boy, and it's hysterical. I'm into it. I like it. And he's the only one. And it's like his kind of Jacob's Ladder fever dream that he's going through and these animals are talking. He's like, what the fuck is this all about? And all the other animals are like, what kind of animal are you? And that's the mystery. He's like a unicorn, though. Ooh. And they call him a unicorn instead of a human. I love it. I love it. Write it. Let's do this. That right there is the greatest movie never made. <laughs> we should have saved that for the Twitch stream. Oh, we definitely should have. <laughs> so the story so far with the trials and everything, turns out is being told by Hercules' nephew, Iolus, played by Reese Ritchie, who is tied up and hanging over a spike right below his junk because he's been captured by pirates. Yeah, now what you want. The spike and the pirates. Right, both bad, but I'm less likely to want the spike than the pirates. Pirates can be cool sometimes. Sometimes. We've all seen Pirates of the Caribbean. They're very cool. Exactly. We know. We Orlando know. Bloom is so cool. We'll get there, Brian. <laughs> we'll get there. Oh, boy. This is a friendly reminder to go to Patreon. It's our charity month. Every dollar that we get in the month of March is going to Veterans, Inc. And Brian said with his own mouth that if we I hit did. a $500 stretch goal, he said we will do the two towers. I did say that with my own mouth, of my own volition. Anyway, so these pirates that we were just talking <laughs> about, um, they're all like, yeah, you're full of shit. This guy, he doesn't do all that stuff. You're crazy. 
what they don't know is that Hercules is standing right behind them, and he's wearing the Nimian lion on his head, and he's boasting that he killed the thing with his bare hands, or so they say. Which I actually kind of like that they said that. I do too. There's a lot of neat little storytelling tricks that they pull off in this movie. I agree. Hercules charges forward with his comrades, the seer Amphiaris, played by Ian fucking McShane, who's always a pleasure. Always. Autolycus, played by Rufus Sewell. Atalanta, played by Ingrid Balso Bertle. And Tidius, played by Axel Henney. All names. All these famous, famous actors. That's right. Rufus Sewell, proper famous, though. Show respect. Okay, fair. Dark City? He's amazing in that. I've never seen Dark City. Maybe we'll get there one day. It's terrific. This team of mercenaries take out all of the pirates, and Hercules pushes Iolus to safety before he falls onto the spike and, you know, ruins his donger or whatever. <laughs> right, his Richard Donger is going to get smashed. Hercules and his allies go to a tavern to celebrate their victory, and while they're there, they are approached by Urginia, played by Rebecca Ferguson, and she asks Hercules to help her father protect the kingdom of Thrace from a mysterious warlord for the price of his weight in gold. Seems easy enough. Right? All you gotta do is come protect us, and you get gold as much as you weigh. And they're like, eat more. It's very funny. It is a line, yeah. <laughs> the crew travels to Thrace, and Urgenius' son, Arius, played by Isaac Andrews, is excited to meet Hercules because he's heard all these amazing tales about his 12 labors and the legends and everything. He's like, ah, oh, you're the guy with the thing. And his mom's like, shut up, leave him alone. I may or may not be trying to bone that man. Do not blow up my spot, kid. Yeah, we're unclear on what these two are, are doing with each other. And we will remain unclear the rest of this movie. I don't Forever. want to ever make it seem like it's going to go one way or the other. It's going to stay in the gray. Yeah, it's going to be a will they, won't they until, I don't know, maybe they were planning a sequel? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> like, I almost in my head said, like, oh, it's like a Greek Sam and Diane, but it is not because no. that's good. <laughs> General Sidicles, played by Peter Mullen, escorts Hercules and his crew to meet Urginia's father, asking Hercules if he's ever been this close to royalty before. And that triggers a flashback. Three years earlier, Hercules brought the heads of the Hydra to King Eurystheus, played by Joseph Fiennes. And it turns out the Hydra heads were just dudes wearing lizard masks. It's pretty neat. It was pretty neat. There's, again, some neat little storytelling things happening here. And also, Joseph Fiennes, I'm kind of happy you didn't give him the fucking. Because I actually like him quite a bit in, like, Shakespeare and Love, which I'll defend to the death, by the way. Sure. He would get it in that. Just about anything else? Probably not. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's Rafe's brother, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, you got the brother whose name should be Ralph, but we say Rafe, right? That's the guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe his name is actually pronounced, like, Jossip. Jossip finds. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> oh, it's a missed opportunity, really, for him. Now he's just Joseph. Right? What a boring name. Pronounce it weird like your brother. Exactly. It's why he stands out. After he returns the heads, he's also reunited with his wife, Megara, played by Irina Shake, and his three children. Hercules then experiences a vision of his family screaming and the walls covered in blood. So you know some shit went down, but we're back in the present. Right, we're not going to find out what shit went down, but we can assume pretty well that we know what shit went down. Pretty good idea of what happened there with the blood and the screaming. No, but you play coy, Brett Ratner. You play coy with your, your 
storytelling. I feel like this here is him proper, like, oh, you're never going to guess what happens. Oh, man, I'm Brett Ratner, and I'm so smart, and I'm going to give these little hints, and, but you don't really know. No, we know. We know. We know, Brett. <laughs> we know. Lord Codus, played by John fucking Hurt. Oh, yes. Always give John Hurt the fucking. Always will. Phrasing on that one, actually. Yep, but not important. <laughs> it's John fucking Hurt. You give him whatever he wants. <laughs> if it's a fucking, that's what he gets. Lord Codus requests Hercules' help in fighting off an army led by the dreaded warlord Rhesus, like the monkey, not the pieces. That's right. <laughs> that's the stupidest thing you ever wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's definitely up there. Oh, man. Also, if you're one of those people that say Reese's Pieces, no. You you're not allowed to legally it. listen to this podcast anymore. You're done. Get We're drawing out. a hard line there. It's been nice having you. Thank you for the support, but kindly fuck all the way off. <laughs> There's no such thing as a PC. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so Reese's, again, like the monkey, not the pieces. It's said that his soldiers are centaurs, and he uses dark magic to conquer his enemies. And it's like, oh, man, we're going to see some shit. Maybe. Hercules agrees to train Codus' soldiers in combat, even though they're like farmers. And they're like, oh, all of our actual soldiers died, but we'll just listen to what The Rock says. He just stands in front of them yelling at them, and they just are supposed to listen, I guess. And his big test is form a shield wall, and then they <laughs> For- do. <laughs> yeah. And then Titius, or Titius, what is his name? Titius? He just runs into it and charges through like layers of this shield wall. And the rock's just like, your shield wall's fucked. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. You can't dead. go into battle unless your shield wall is strong. Absolutely insane. Like, okay, what did we learn here? We're farmers. You handed us shields. We don't even know how to make a wall. You said make a wall. I didn't know your crazy fucking berserker kid over here is going to run through. <laughs> I wasn't ready. We weren't prepared. That night, Arius... The little kid, he's wandering around, and he goes to investigate this snarling noise he hears, and he finds Titius, who lunges at him, but the boy runs away, and Hercules is like, hey, our friends found him as a kid in Thebes after the war destroyed his home, and, you know, he doesn't talk much because he's mostly feral, so, yeah, that's Titius, there you go. So, kid, this is a lesson not to put your hands around strangers, just, you don't know. Exactly. You don't know, kid. Hey, you heard some growling in the night, and you went looking for it, and you almost got bit. What'd you learn? Stranger danger, man. It's a real thing. Exactly. And sometimes it's feral strangers. You gotta be real careful. (laughs) Feral strangers are the worst kind of strangers. They are. So that's why here at the Cape Podcasters, we want to go say, go to your local shelter and adopt a stranger. (laughs) Keep the strangers off the streets. Also, get your stranger spayed and neutered in order to reduce the stranger population. Absolutely. And for the love of God, rescue a stranger. Don't buy a stranger. No, that's real cocky if you just go out and to just buy a stranger. You gotta rescue. Uh, So then you feel good in your heart, and they feel good in their strange heart. Exactly. You got these boutique stranger mills just (laughs) popping out all sorts of designer strangers. It's just... It's not good for the general stranger population. Exactly. And I don't have to listen to Wilford Brimley on the TV talking, oh, you got your stranger. Some of them got diabetes. And then you have 
Sarah McLaughlin songs playing over all these injured strangers <laughs> in the eyes of the strangers. Like, that's not even the lyrics of the song, but she'll do it in order to get these strangers oh, off the streets. Exactly. It's all about the strangers. Sorry for talking so much about Stranger Things. We're really excited for the new season. <laughs> so Hercules brings Arius back to his mother, who's in the hospice tending to the wounded. And she makes a big fucking show of her learning how to care for sick people. Right? She's like, I know I'm a princess, but look, I help these wounded folk. She doesn't even say that. She says, I learned the art of healing. And all she's doing is putting a wet wash rag over this old man. <laughs> That's how you do it. That's how you heal people. Back then, maybe. It's one of those, like, what's he going to get? Is he going to get the wet wash rag or is he going to get this leg amputated? <laughs> but it's his arm that hurts. I know, but the devil's in the leg. Just exactly. trust me, I learned the art of healing. The art of healing is wipe it down. If it still hurts, chop it off. That's right. He needs more and less wet rags on his face. Hercules gives Arius the tooth of the Nemean lion, which the kid is pretty stoked about. And, you know, Hercules is pretty bummed about because he got it for one of his kids, probably. We don't really know, but we know. We know. He says this was meant for somebody else. And then this kid just takes it. And it's like, that's fucked all around. Yeah, it is like, yeah, I got this thing for somebody, but I can't get it to them. So here, kid, you have it. Then the kid just got a big lion tooth on his neck now. It's like, neat. All right. And he's like, but remember, keep it away from strangers. That's very important to note. With news that Reese's army is on its way to the Bessie heartland, Hercules leads the soldiers into battle. Eilis tries to join the soldiers, but Hercules is like, nah, dude, you're not ready. You're a storyteller, you little bitch. Get back there. Like, what, do you, what do you think you're doing? You're my cousin. I can't let you get hurt or nothing. It's his hype man. That's all he is. A hundred percent. He's a hype man. When they arrive, the area has already been ravaged with the bodies everywhere and the heads of men mounted on spikes. And soldiers come across several fresh bodies, which turn out to be the Bessie soldiers themselves. And they're alive and they've set a trap because Reese's sorcery has turned them against the, the Thracians, or something. Or something. <laughs> but I like this, because then you have Dwayne Johnson goes, form a shield wall! It's like, you are literally forming the only thing that you saw that didn't work. And this is what you're banking on now. <laughs> Alright guys, all of our, our hours of, of training come down to this. Form a shield wall! Do the thing you did before, but try to do it better. My lord, that didn't work last time! I know, but there was probably a training montage. Oh, Brett Ratner didn't shoot that. We didn't have a montage. This is going to work out fine, probably. So the soldiers line up with their shields, and Hercules breaks off the head of one of Atalanta's arrows, and one of the Bessie soldiers comes charging in, and Herc delivers a punch to this dude's dome that sends him flying with an arrow lodged betwixt his eyes. It's awesome. It's so awesome. <laughs> and let me just state, for the next 20 minutes of this movie, this movie rules. This movie is awesome for the next 20 minutes. This fight scene is so damn good. It really is. Herc and friends take on the Bessie while the Thracian army guards Iolus and King Codus. So the best way to describe this is that they form like a giant rectangle of a yes. shield wall with their spears pointing out. And I think of like a domino, but this domino only has like one dot on it. And that dot is like what's surrounding King Codius or whatever right. his name is, the John Hurt. And also the, the, little, the little bitch storyteller hype man. The hype man. Like, that is so infuriating how The Rock's just like, protect the king. And also this little boy who tells my story. My friend here who makes me sound really cool. But then you have all these green guys just running at 
the shield wall and like jumping over it and it is intense. It's absolutely intense. And it looks like the Bessie are going to overpower them because they're breaking down this shield wall because as we determined, they're not very good at making shield walls. Right, but they're like jumping over it and they are making a lot of progress. And oh, I really like the way that this is done because it's not like, oh, we're a shield wall. Oh, God, we're broken. Oh, no. What this is like, they're slowly breaking they're it breaking down. They're breaking it down because they have the numbers. The, yeah. But you feel the tension like growing here. Absolutely. It's so well done. Rising tension. And then when they finally break through the shield wall, you know, Hercules and Amphiaris ride horse-drawn chariots with blades on them. Right. And it sounds ridiculous. And it is ridiculous, but also <laughs> awesome. They're like, oh, no, we're losing. Get out the original battle bots. And I like how they're just like slicing them up as they yeah. ride around in a circle. Just doing donuts and taking out green guys. That's right. <laughs> this fight seems amazing. If you watch this movie, I might recommend it overall. It's worth a watch. This fight scene is definitely worth it. This fight scene is is probably the highlight of the entire movie. So, you know, downhill from here. It absolutely is. But that's how act structures work. Yeah, I know. Right? Real good at the end of the first act, and then we'll see what happens. Right. Well, you're supposed to have a climax, and you're supposed to have the downside of the climax. And, oh, that's supposed to be at the end. Oh, whoops. I see where this movie went wrong now. Whoopsie. I'm, sorry, everyone. So because of the horse-drawn chariots with the blades, they end up winning the battle, and the soldiers are mourning the fallen, and Iolus covers Hercules' wounds so the others won't see him bleed like a damn mortal. There are... So many dead bodies. There's uh, hundreds of dead bodies. And I do believe that they're real people. Like, when you look at it, this battlefield is scattered with extras. And I feel like that adds to the effect of, like, the scale of what just happened. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's some really good touches in this movie, Brian. There absolutely are. I totally agree. Cody calls out Rhesus, knowing he's behind this, unaware that the warlord is watching from afar. Ooh. Ooh. Reese's Pieces, they got all knocked down. They didn't get up again. You will keep them down. Hey, you got Hercules in my army. You got your army in Hercules. (laughs) What? Stop trying to force the joke. What else are they going to do? This movie doesn't have any natural humor to it. Everything (laughs) is a forced joke of, uh, what would uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson say here? That's definitely not Greek. Yeah, let him say that. (laughs) Oh, we'll get there. We absolutely will get there. And I feel like you're talking about the F-bomb. Absolutely, I Okay, (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) They had one, and oh boy, did they use it. They sure did. Urgenia tends to Hercules' wounds back in Thrace. And when she asks him if he has a family, he tells her to get the fuck out. That's not the F-bomb, by the way. It's not the F-bomb, but she's like being all nice about it. And she's like, oh, it's talking about your family. He's like, you gotta fuck off. All the way off, just like people who say Reese's Pieces. Away from me, right? now. you want to talk about, and this is immediately after he's like, so what happened to your husband? How she connected, and then he just wouldn't do it. And she's like, hey, same question. He's like, get the fuck out. I'm not answering (laughs) your questions. Later that night, he hears screaming. So he wanders out, and he sees dead bodies just everywhere. Even more dead bodies. And included in this pile of bodies is his wife and children. And then he's faced with Cerberus, the three-headed dog of Hades. But it turns out to all be a dream. Kind of. Tidius snaps Hercules out of this vision that he's seeing. And, uh, you know, we find out later from Amphiaris that 
this isn't the first time that Herc's done this. That's right. You know, he's, he's haunted by whatever mysterious thing happened in the past. Whatever mysterious thing that everybody definitely knows about. I don't know. Maybe he's just trying to wrap this up so he can go home to his wife and kids. I don't think that's the case. And also, Amphiaris definitely knows that's not the case because he's a seer. He sees. He saw his own death. He sure did. And that's why he keeps fighting on because he's one of those like, Ugh, not today. I'm Ian fucking McShane. <laughs> exactly. I, I just got like a semi from saying I'm Ian fucking McShane. I believe it. I absolutely believe it. And also, how great is that? He's like, yeah, I know I'm not going to die today, so let's go fuck up some bad guys. It's badass, and it's Ian fucking machine. <laughs> it's great. It's like, dude, you might be too old to be doing this. And he's like, well, I'm not going to die today, so let's go. Why not? The next morning, Urgenia finds Hercules' friends, and she asks Iolus about the truth about what happened to Hercules' family, since, you know, he's family, and he knows all of his stories. And he's like, oh, yeah, he starts spinning some sort of myth about what happened to the family. And she's like, no, don't bullshit me. And that's when Atilicus, 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 that's the name. Rufus fucking Sewell. Rufus fucking Sewell that tells, tells Urgenia that they all have reasons to trust Hercules. They're like, you know what? I don't know what happened, but I trust the guy. I've been hanging out with him for a minute. And I don't know how he doesn't know what happened to Hercules. I feel like they should all probably know. It should be that unspoken thing, but I legitimately feel like they don't know. I think probably the only one who does know is Amphiaris. Probably. Maybe Eilis. Also, probably, but he would, like, exaggerate the fuck out of it. Oh, absolutely, and he was getting ready to before she was like, shut up, I know what you're doing. So. Which is a good call on her part. It is. And also, it lends a little bit of credence to the story that they're trying to tell here, because this is a really different take on the Hercules story, which I like. Oh, yeah, I agree. It's It's very different, but it's interesting the way they kind of switched it up they blur the lines again of the story of is he a demigod or is he just a mortal with a cool story that's been passed down that he's just leaning into right and a lot of the time he comes off as like a snake oil salesman in a way absolutely but he's also Dwayne johnson so you're like all right i believe that this guy's strong but i don't know if he's a demigod and you're never going to get the answer, which I find very cool. Yeah, it's excellent. You remember that training montage we didn't get earlier? Yeah. Now we get it. We get a yes! training montage. Just, you know, people stabbing spears in the air, and then there's, you know, that's pretty much it. It's just people stabbing spears into the air. Right, and Dwayne Johnson once again says, show me your shield wall. Right. And then they do it, and they it holds. The wall. And, and yeah. Tidious is like, Thumbs up. This is awesome. It's like, Teddy's like, they literally just went through a whole battle with green people, and their yeah. shield wall worked just fine. We knew well, that this was going to hold no problem. It, it broke down. In the, they in the jumped green over it. Exactly. But also, they broke through it eventually. Eventually, but it Which held is for why a they long ass box. time. It did hold for a long ass time, but now, since they lost half of their soldiers in that battle, they got to get better at being shield walls because there's only half of them now well well what happened was they got rid of the weak parts of the the shield wall now they only have the strong parts of the shield wall it's like when you're drinking alcohol and they're like that kills brain cells and you're like only the slow ones exactly and if bob vila were here conducting this army be like this old shield wall we got rid of all the shield wall didn't work and we put up the right shield wall that will hold exactly theory we fortified the joists and uh we're good got rid of all the rot and now our shield wall should be fine. Right, Norm? I don't know how Norm sounds, so we're not going to do that. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> this old Greek army. I would once again pay to see it. Absolutely. 
So now, after we've gone through a battle and lost a bunch of people, it's time to give these these warriors some armor. And in typical Spaceballs fashion, <laughs> Hercules shows up. It's actually Iolus, like, riding on this weird cart. And he's like, we have Hercules branded armor here. Come get your Hercules branded armor here. Hercules tunics and Hercules helmets. This here is the armor of Hercules. Oh, is it? Does Hercules own it? Is this what he wears? Nope. It's just branded Hercules. <laughs> it looks nothing like what he wears. But hey, you could wear it and say you're just like him. And I like how like the one guy picks up his shield. He goes, oh, it's lighter than ours. And he's like, yeah, that's good enough. Like it. It serves its purpose, so this is good enough for him to get. Another one grabs the helmet. He's like, it covers my whole face. And realistically, it's just covering his cheekbones. Yeah. And he's like, that's yeah, good enough. This seems all appropriate. And the whole time, Eyeless is trying to upsell it. Like, oh, yeah, it's got the souls of birds in it. That's why it's lighter. And, oh, yeah, that's made from the unbreakable hide of, of the boar. And they're like, well, then if it's unbreakable, how did he cut it into armor? And he's like, oh, he had an unbreakable knife. That's And I like it. how he's like, literally goes, psh, psh, of course it's psh. What do, you, what do you mean? How did he cut it if it's unbreakable? He had, unbreak- this clown? he had unbreakable scissors. What do you t- He brought in Bruce Willis and they cut it. All right. Don't. <laughs> Bruce Willis in the Hercules? Oh, that's my shit. You are Bruce Willis in the Hercules. Dwayne the Rocks Johnson? <laughs> Dwayne the Rocks Johnsons? Is my shit. Ah. Uh. But it is pretty badass when he does give the bit of body armor oh, yeah, to, to General Cynocles, and he's like, oh, this bullshit's regular body, body armor. And then they like, what is this? Drive leather? an axe into his chest, and it doesn't go through. And he's like, yep, sold. All right. He's also like, I don't fucking like you people. Which is the right answer. Cynocles, at no point, likes any of these people. No, and his main weapon is a whip. He, he's whipping people left and right. It's a very thick whip. The thickest whip. I've never seen a whip so thick. This sounds like it's a weird Dr. Seuss poem about, like, bondage or something. Oh, it does. Whoops. Welcome to Dr. Seuss After Dark. (laughs) Well, I mean, he used to be a cartoonist for Playboy, right? So that checks out. That's true. There you go. And the things he probably drew. Oh, oh, the things that you will draw. There's a rocket in my anus. (laughs) Doesn't rhyme, doesn't have to after dark. <laughs> Would you prefer me call it a glanus? <laughs> There's a glanus in my anus. And a brickle in my dickle. What? Oh, wow. What? You don't want a brickle in there. And a mooya in my hoo-ha. Wow. That's... <laughs> We've done it. Dirty Seuss. <laughs> this seems like a good time to say that. New items on goop. <laughs> And I can't believe this happened organically. It's been a while since we talked about new items on Goop. It has been a while. Gwyneth Paltrow and her sex-obsessed body or whatever is going on whatever in her it is. weird Pepper Potts head. Let's get the scoop on Goop. That writes itself, doesn't it? It sure does. <laughs> For $89, you can get an ultra-plush self-heating G-Spot vibrator that looks like a bowling pin. Oh, <laughs> so you a uh, seven ten split? Nay, <laughs> that's Self-heated. how you get into your element. You can get a Nova Two vibrator for one hundred forty nine dollars. It looks like a piece of coral, like the oh. way it's it forms around. All right, which means I mean, there's got to be like a two in the pink, one in the 
you know, like so a situation it has to, but like an under the sea also, because it looks like coral. Yeah, that way you could just leave it on the back of your toilet and people won't ask questions. Exactly. You can also get the Touch X for $99, which is a palm-sized vibrator suit for both broad and targeted stimulation, which oh. just means that it'll stimulate you, either broad or Broadly or targeted. Minded. And it looks like a computer mouse. That takes double-clicking the mouse to a whole new level, which sure is good. Sure does. Let me get that scroll wheel. This is good for you, Brian, because I know you were talking about this, about oh, how no. you just could not find a plant-based sex serum. It's but good true. news is now there is one for $24. It's a silky toy-safe sex serum made with plant-based ingredients. So that's good. You could plant the seed and literally fuck the plant. Plant the seed. Hey, um, when did we stop calling it lube and start calling it sex serum? Now, according okay. to Goop, apparently. Serum is an interesting word. But the one I really want to focus on, that oh, really no. piqued my interest. You really want to get targeted here instead of broad. It's the Lila 2. Oh, okay. For $159. The Lila 2 is a bullet vibrator made for flexibility. So you can either play solo or hand the remote control to a partner. Oh. <laughs> the remote is motion activated. Which I don't even know how that works because Wait, that what? instantly makes me think like you just put this thing on your desk and hand it to your secretary, the Lila 2, <laughs> and you can just like theremin her all day or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how any of this works. But for $159, you could find out. Motion activated remote sounds like the least user friendly <laughs> remote of all time. Oh, man. And there's just so much more bullshit. It's very colorful, though. I will Is that like that. The, the Harry Potter wand universal remote? <laughs> Might be. <laughs> you wave the wand and then the snitch starts doing stuff, you know? Speaking of snitches, you could still buy the This Smells Like My Orgasm candle for $75. Well, that's different. I thought it was the This Smells Like This Candle Smells Like My Vagina. Nope. It is now This Smells Like My Orgasm. I'm. So, whatever the opposite of curious is right now. And I am so the opposite of that, Brian, because I'm thinking of all of these guys in a lab, just sitting there. <laughs> it's like, with <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow using the Lila 2, and a scientist is like, are you ready for the test? And he pushes the button, and she does it. And you just have a bunch of nerds that are going... <laughs> I got Rosemary... <laughs> And Tyne, oh. and Simon and Garfunkel. I was just gonna say parsley and sage. We did the whole the whole Scarborough fair, and now this smells like my orgasm candle. <laughs> Are you going to <laughs> place an order on Goop? They wouldn't sue. I know they wouldn't sue. Simon and Garfunkel not above that because they'd have to get along in order to negotiate the lawsuit. <laughs> exactly. That's just not gonna happen. It's, it's not possible because one of them is. Garfunkling all over the place. That's right. One of them is still cruising along, being all Paul Simon. The other is unfortunately named Garfunkel. <laughs> Are you sure we can't just be Paul and Art? No? Okay. No, we can't do that. You you really, really want Simon and Garfunkel. Okay. <sighs> Such is life. Such is life. On with the Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. All right. So the Thracians get word from Phineas, their their guy who knows stuff, that Rhesus' army is convening on Mount Astacus. So Hercules, since they've done the montage, they have the armor, he leads the soldiers to Mount Astacus, 
where they see centaurs in the distance. And the centaurs start running toward the Thracians, but it just turns out they're guys on horses. Yeah, totally checks out. Just dudes on horses. Speaking of dudes on horses, I want to go back for a hot second. Go <laughs> back to Goop? Back to Goop, because I scrolled down farther as you were talking about centaurs and bullshit, and I'm here trying to enhance sexual experiences for all of our listeners because I care. Yeah, of course. There is a candle called This Smells Like My Vagina. You're Hi. absolutely right. It's still there. And now it makes me think those scientists, like, she just sat down, and she's like, I'm not going to do anything. Keep the Lila 2 away from me, Hank. <laughs> and Hank did. So they just started, just a normal day for Gwyneth. <laughs> So you're saying it's like a before and after candle set. It might be a before and after candle set. And this makes me think that I feel like she's missing an entire market here with maybe like alcohol. She could use her own personal yeast in order to (laughs) ferment, if you will. I feel like she's just missing an opportunity here. Ew. And no one does this not for the money, so she's clearly doing it for the money. It's true. It's not because she's the same human being. She has to be doing it for the money or else why the fuck would she be doing this? (laughs) <laughs> there's, there's no other reason than just missed like, opportunity Gwyneth I can get people to buy these candles if I give them suggestive names they're not suggestive they're on the nose <laughs> it's true they're... literally they are a smelly thing for your <laughs> nose one is a, a pre-orgasm one's a post-orgasm <laughs> Prio and posto that's what they say <laughs> oh no now she's gonna do a breakfast cereal Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Again, sorry. I'm closing the site. Or am I? I'm closing the site. (laughs) Rhesus finally What is fur oil? What is happening? Fur oil for $46. And all the review says is, yep, that fur. So it's like beard oil, but for your downstairs beard. It's beaver oil for your Dagon and Norbert. (laughs) It'll make them less angry. Will it, though? I don't know. I don't know what it smells like. What do you think beaver oil smells like? Uh, Parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. That's probably the right answer. (laughs) It's made with grapeseed, jojoba oils. I don't know what that is. (laughs) Jojoba oils? Both dry touch oils with vitamins A and E. If you buy this, you deserve to lose all your money in your house. And your pubic hair. Exactly. (laughs) It will burn it off. Probably. And you'll have to buy one of her Merkins. (laughs) that's right maybe that's the business we're gonna burn the hair off and then replace it with the fake just to bring it full circle merkin definitely sounds like something dr seuss would use in a book oh without a doubt and then you can get jerkin with that merkin there there you go you did it it was too easy so rhesus the monkey not the pieces like the monkey still a man right and now we find out it's played by tobias santelman who's a, uh, a guy I was wondering the whole time, what a reveal! Who's playing this guy? It's it's Tobias the whole time. He makes his presence known to the Schultz, the shoulders, not the soldiers, their shoulders. (laughs) I like how in all these movies, there's always like that meet cute where you have the two leaders of the armies go to the middle and they're like, hey, what's up? How you doing? We're going to fight today. Uh, Don't pull any shenanigans right now, though, because, you know, honor. Right. Honor. And I never understood that. It's kind of like Revolutionary War when they line up against each other. It's like, yeah, you're going to fire. I'm going to fire. Some of our guys are going to fall, but maybe don't be in the front line. Don't draw the short straw. Right. Or honor. That's like honor. 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 Hey, hey, no cheating. Wait till I get back behind the line before you go. <laughs> Apparently not all is fair. Apparently. 
Hercules is not intimidated by this Rhesus guy. He's like, yeah, no, I've I've seen pieces like you before. <laughs> That's direct quote from this movie. Probably, I don't know. <laughs> so the Thracians take on Rhesus's men, and by golly, Hercules' training regimen sure has helped. Yeah, the wall held. The wall held, and it held way better. So Rhesus's army, because this this wall's so damn good, he's like, all right, fire those flaming arrows. And of course, Amphiaris, who saw his death previously before he's like i might die today might not who knows but i do know flaming spear through the chest is how i go so it's very specific it's probably right i have no reason to doubt the man right like he's seen it and i dare you to tell ian fucking mcshane that he's wrong i dare you do (laughs) try it see what happens you'll die he will look at you and you will shrivel and die on the spot so these flaming arrows are coming towards the army, and he's like, oh, yep, this is it right here. So he just stands there, arms wide open like a Creed song, just waiting for the arrows to pierce him, and they they all miss. He's like, oh, well, maybe not today then, I guess. Uh, Which is awesome! It's great. It's phenomenal. But in spite of the flaming arrows and everything, the Thracian army continues to advance, causing Rhesus' army to retreat. But Rhesus is like, no, no, this isn't right. I think I could take out this whole army if I just take out the big guy. It's generally a pretty good idea, but... Everyone's retreating, and he's charging in, and I like how the whole Thracian army is like, oh, we won the day! And John Hurts is like, no, they got one more coming. There's still a so guy. So don't celebrate to that one guy who's coming towards this whole army. <laughs> no, this, oh, guy might, this guy might put up a fight, this one dude. I love that he just charges with the horse, and Hercules grabs the horse and flips it and Rhesus over, talking about fucking centaurs. That's where they use the F. They did it. Is Dwayne the Rock Johnson saying fucking centaurs. <laughs> Sometimes they give you an F bomb and you go, well, better use it well. If you're going to get one, swing for the fence. I laughed for sure. I did too. And I went, now I can't wait to talk about this movie. <laughs> because of fucking centaurs. That's right. Dave, I have an actual IMD trivia fact. Hit me! This is one that could have gone anywhere in the movie, but I felt like this is a good time for a break. Okay. Typically, for modern adaptations of Greek mythology, the Roman name Hercules is used in place of the Greek name Heracles, despite Greek names being used for all the other characters' places and things. It's true! And with that, I suspect this is a caped trivia fact. Yeah, it definitely is. I know where you're going already. Hercules is a Roman name, whereas Heracles is a Greek name. It's true to that point, by the way. Completely true. Absolutely. Heracles should, in theory, rhyme with spectacles, but it does not because English is a silly language. Which it is. Also true. You're right. I educated today. You did. That's a good fact. Spectacles. Spectacles? Spectacles. It's, he's the... You'll never see him coming. Greek god of seeing good. That's right. With his special power, Pearl Vision. <laughs> Uh, all the Greek myths say that he had four eyes. <laughs> Spectacles. Oh, that's the worst joke you've told, and I've said that already once before. This episode. <laughs> Tonight, yeah, this is, wow. I'm jealous I didn't think of it. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, good. A little redemption, barely. Reese and his men are taken back to Thrace, where they're mocked and have garbage thrown at them, and they hold a feast in celebration with Rhesus chained up as a prisoner. And Urgenia, she feels pity for him. She's like, I'm going to bring him some water. 
but her dad, the king, Codus, he's like, nah, don't do that. He doesn't get water. He's a prisoner. But Hercules saw the way she looked at him, and he's like, mm, something's fishy here. I'm going to go talk to her. And he corners Regina, and she reveals that it was Codus that orchestrated the whole war to gain power and control over the kingdom, and Rhesus was just merely opposed to the king. He's like, yeah, no, that's not right. And they made him the bad guy. Uh-huh. Right? The whole time, John Hurt was the bad guy. It hurt me. He's such a kind old man, and then now he's just a dick old man. He, he immediately turns into such a prick. He really does. Eugenia really only wants Arius, the true heir to the throne, to be kept safe until Codus dies. Because, you know, this guy, he sucks. He poisoned my husband, who was the king. My son should be the new king, but he swooped in, pulled some shenanigans. I just want my kids safe. And also to be the king. But mostly safe. But, but mostly also safe. Until he's king. To be the king. And her, she's like, will you take my kid, Hercules, and protect him? And he's like, no. No, That's a ridiculous that. request right? for like, someone I just met who may or may not want to sleep with me. I still don't know. Still have no idea. But she does want him to protect her child. Right. That is for sure what she wants. He instead goes to confront Codis, who shows absolutely no remorse. He's like, yeah, I've hired you to do a job. You did the job. You want to stay and lead my army? And her, he's like, no, I don't want that. And he's like, all right, fine. Well, then I'm going to pay you. As he should i mean it's he's a mercenary he be murked and now here's your money here's your money it seemed like they were like "Uh oh he's gonna kill the rock and he instead he's like nope here's money sends him on his way so the crew is given their gold but hercules is like we should probably stay and help thrace and i like that autolycus is like nah i'm gonna go take the gold i'm out of here and everybody else is like oh we're gonna stay because you know Hercules. <laughs> I guess if that's a reason enough. <laughs> Fine. So Atalanta, Amphiaris, and Tidius go with Hercules back into the fort or castle or I don't know. What did they have back then? I don't know what it was, but they just start slaughtering at yeah, they, will. They're just like, all right, well, let's go in there and fuck some shit up. But then they immediately get captured by, uh, what's his name? Sidicles. Right. And also, Virginia and Arius get captured, too, because they're like, ah, they're in cahoots for reasons. Yep, because we got to have a third act, we I gotta guess. we got to kidnap these two people, too, uh, because we think things happened, but we don't know. So they bring them all to the dungeon, where they chain Hercules up to the ground and put everybody else in cells. Uh, why not put Hercules in a cell also? I don't understand that either. I have no idea. But again, the movie has to happen, so I guess that's the reason. Yeah, that actually is a great way to sum it up. Hercules sees what appears to be Cerberus. He's, it's back. Cerberus is back. But it turns out to just be three wolves. Still not better in my mind. No. To tell you the truth. Still pretty terrifying because now it's got triple the amount of legs. Is that what freaked you out is the amount of legs with yeah, the Cerberus? It's just too many the legs, Cerberus man. has normal amount of legs, I think, but has three heads. Now you're saying. It's not so much that they could split up. That's not what freaks you well, out. Well, it's because of the legs that they can split up. If they were all on one set of legs, they couldn't. That's a good point. Yeah. See, I said it, I said it in a weird way, but I meant the same thing as you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm imagining like Monty Python, the Holy Grail, the three-headed knight in the woods. Like, yes. Not that threatening. Probably argues. Why don't they ever brush the middle one's teeth? <laughs> like, yeah, all you have to do is get around the other side of it and it can't hurt you. Right. Unless it turns around, but... Well, then you have an issue. That's right. But it's a three-headed wolf. It's got to take a while for it to turn around, I imagine. But three wolves, they can turn around so quick. So quick, I guess. 
It's just that that wolf about face. Anyway. <laughs> Enter- I don't want to talk about wolf stuff. I don't exactly. <laughs> Enter King Eurystheus. Remember the guy from the flashback earlier in the movie? Not Rafe Fiennes, but the other Fiennes? Right. The Joseph Fiennes who stars across from Gwyneth Paltrow in Shakespeare in Love, which I'll defend to the death. We went full circle. We did it. Somehow. Somehow. It all connects. King Eurystheus, it turns out, has been in cahoots with Codius the whole time. And also, he drugged Hercules the night his family was murdered and sent in the wolves to kill them. Because Eurystheus thought Hercules was a threat to his kingdom because they chanted his name louder than, than his. Hercules, 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 Hercules. Yeah, and because they weren't going, Eurystheus, 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 he was like, nope, gotta kill this guy, or at least his family. Nutty professor, man. One of those sounds better, to tell you the truth. You know, it's all about the number of syllables, I think. Even though all those Eddie Murphys sitting around that table, if someone chanted Eurystheus, Eurystheus, and then all the Eddie Murphys had to have a conversation about who Eurystheus actually was. (laughs) Uh, That would actually, I would watch that. Comic gold. Absolutely. To make things even worse, Codius orders his daughter, Urgina, to be executed. Urginia? I keep getting it wrong. Whatever her name is. She's about to get executed, maybe. Lady, his daughter, getting executed. It is his daughter, which is fucked. It's totally fucked. Amphiers is in his cell, yelling out to Hercules, like, hey, remember all that stuff you did? And remember who you are? Who are you? And he's like, I am Hercules. And, you know, he lifts his arms up and he breaks the chains and he swings him at the executioner and he stops him from taking off Urginia's head. Just in time. Just in time. Like, this guy's got the axe above his head doing a real big swing on this decapitation. The biggest swing on this decapitation. And in my head, I'm just going, just sharpen your blade a little bit. Exactly. And you won't have to go back as far. You probably won't have any upper back pain from having that big scythe over your head all day. (laughs) Over here, just getting a real good upper arm workout instead of investing in a slap chop. (laughs) Slap chop to do decapitations. He just popped oh, it on the top. Man, and that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes with a ShamWow, so like, you can't of go wrong. Of course it does. And Vince actually will do both himself. He will slap chop your head right <laughs> off and then clean the inside of that blender like device yeah. with the ShamWow. Makes you say wow every time. Every time. So since Hercules stopped her from getting decapitated and everybody else is, I don't know, far away, she runs to free the others. From the cells while the wolves attack Hercules. And I really, really like how King Codius is like, ah, three wolves. That's more than one. <laughs> yep. He's like, they have 12 legs between them, so we can all, <laughs> we can leave now. We don't have to watch. because They they'll... don't even leave now. They go behind, like, this one wall, and then they drop another cell cage down to, like, protect right, them. So right. we just watched this. They're like, hey, uh, this guy might... Or might not be a demigod, but like three wolves. Who's gonna be? Who's gonna be able to beat so many wolves? wolves. Tell that to Liam Neeson. That's true. (laughs) Once again, full circle. Again, I can't believe it. (laughs) Hercules slams one of them against the wall and then breaks the jaw of another one. Then he finally kills the last one with the Nimian lion's tooth, which Arius had passed back to him while they were all being captured. 
Anyway, he kills he kills the, the dogs. You know, the one rule in movies to not do. He kills all three of them. He kills all three, and we watch it, and he punches one square in the face. He, it's so brutal. <laughs> like, you know they're CGI, but at the same time, like, the, that whimper when a dog falls on screen, you're just like, no, I don't, I don't want to see that. It's not great. It's like if you had, like, a CGI baby. Yeah. And then you just, like, punted it like a good <laughs> 60 yards. Why did I start coffin corner that thing so you pin them back in their own zone oh but like you're gonna hear the cgi baby come off of the special <laughs> kicking shoe that they have but also Laces land out. within the five and roll out of bounds <laughs> to coffin corner you're gonna hear it all <laughs> that's not what you <laughs> what it's worth after a 60 yard punt coffin corner hearing that sound probably the best thing that happened right that is like Ooh, okay. Oh, thank God for his soft kicking shoe and his kangaroo leather. If it was thump, less exciting. Much less exciting. So... You could probably snap a baby pretty far if it's swaddled pretty tight, though. A like CGI a baby. Not going to have trouble snapping, long snapping a CGI baby. Right. I just had to make sure we clarified CGI baby. It's a CGI baby. That's a version of Airbud I'm not ready for. I want this so damn badly. (laughs) This new Baby's Day Help movie is weird. That'd be so good. (laughs) Eli Roth presents Air Bud, Foot of Gold. (laughs) Eli Roth, not above that. That's fair. I bet nor is Brett Ratner. He would love to do it. You want me to do a movie where I get to kick a baby? I'm in. What do you mean CGI? What's CGI? (laughs) So with everyone, including Rhesus, freed, the Thracian armies try to attack Hercules and his and friends. Hercules and company. Hercules and friends! Ba-da-dum. Hercules and friends! Also something I would watch. Absolutely. Hercules hates Mondays. One of the soldiers th- hurls a spear that passes through fire, and it goes straight towards Amphiaris. And he's like, oh, here we go. Once again, my death. And he puts his arms out like a Creed song once again, wide open. And uh, Hercules catches the spear. And Amphiaris is like, hey, that was how I was supposed to die. And he's like, you're welcome. Which is weird because you have a man who is openly accepting his fate. Twice. And now you've robbed him of that. <laughs> and that's got to fuck with your head a little bit down the yeah. line, I'd imagine. See, I thought I was a seer, but it turns out that, I don't know, Hercules just coming out here and grabbing spears out of midair. And now I'm still alive. Don't know what to do with myself for the rest of this day. Now I don't know when I'm going to die. Is this how you guys feel all the time? <laughs> this is this the worst dread that I'm sitting in. I have to be careful about everything. Oh, what a way to live. If you call it living at all. Right? It's just knowing you're going to die always. So Hercules throws the spear back at the soldier, obviously, and he falls and lands on some rocks that are very squishy. <laughs> <laughs> I I saw it and I was like, Rocks aren't supposed to do that, but uh, I'll continue along, Brett Ratner. Were you there in ancient Greece? No, no, they could have had squishy rocks. You're no, right. no, you don't. You're not a, an ancient Greek geological man, are you, Brian? Uh, I'm not. I, I know little of of the Greek rock formations. So why don't you just stay in your lane? How about that? I will. You're right. Hercules then goes after Eurystheus because, you know, dude killed his family. And Eurystheus is like, ah, I'm such a little bitch. Don't attack me. Everything is Codius' fault. Please forgive me. And Hercules grabs Eurystheus' dagger and he's like, why don't you ask my family for forgiveness? And then just 
dabs him up. It's beautiful. The only thing missing after that is after he dabs him up, he just goes, that's right, you can't, because they're dead, too. Oh, I thought he meant, like, in Hades. Oh. Sorry, my lane again, Greek. I'm not, that's, my bad, my bad. (laughs) You're going to learn one day, Brian. When to keep your dumb mouth closed. Exactly. When to talk about Greek (laughs) geology. Hey, it's all Greek to me. Or myth. Oh, God damn it. I'm the one having the third kid. I should be doing the dad (laughs) jokes. Stay in your lane. They've all been out there right in the open. You could have grabbed them at any point. I'm sorry. It's true. It really is true. Better dad than you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Doesn't take much. I've talked about. Openly punting CGI babies so far. At least they were CGI. <laughs> That's true. You should see the way my second kid flies, though. <laughs> you get the laces through her? Oh, man. Oh, boy. <laughs> you thought Peyton Manning had a tight spiral. <laughs> Don't kick the baby. Kick the baby. So, Sidicles, we haven't seen him in a while, right? He's going to randomly pop up in this room after Hercules kills Eurystheus, and he's just going to whip him up with that big, thick whip right around his neck. And it's like, oh, no, Hercules is going to die to this character who's barely been in the movie. But then, luckily, Eilis stabs Sidicles from behind, and he's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm ready to join the fight now, because I am not a bitch. So, yeah, now this kid's a murderer. I guess so, or a warrior. Runs in the family. It does run in the family, and it's so much better than what he's been doing this whole time, because whenever he gets behind, like, a line, and we clearly see Hercules, like, throw a horse, and he, like, gets up, and he's like, my boy, Herc, gets up and starts throwing that fucking pony. That's my boy, Herc. That's my, we're going to be singing songs about my boy, Herc, throwing his fucking ponies. Singing songs for generations about my boy, Herc. But it turns out that every, what every hype man really wants is the spotlight all along. That's exactly what it is. And it finally shines on him. Iolus is like, hey, Hercules, remember that time that I saved your ass? For the rest of forever from now on. He's just going to lean into it for forever. Yeah. Hey, remember when you almost died because that guy had a thick whip and I (laughs) saved you? (laughs) You almost got killed. By a guy with a thick whip. Remember when you're getting choked out by that that thick whip? <laughs> Real pathetic way to die there, Hercules, even though I'm pretty sure you die via sweater later in life. <laughs> like cursed sweater or something like that. I'm serious. I have no idea how, how the legend of Hercules ends, to be honest. So Did not end with a thick whip that day. <laughs> Maybe it was a particularly thick knit sweater. Maybe. Made out of this thick whip material. The final battle commences outside of the palace where Cody stands before his soldiers. And they bring out Arius because, you know, we get everybody out of their cages, but Arius is still with the king. For reasons. Stakes! They're threatening to kill the kid if Hercules doesn't surrender. And there's a soldier holding him at knife point. But then that soldier is suddenly struck by another knife thrown by... You know, Rufus fucking Sewell. That guy (laughs) with the Greek name. He came back to help his friends. Like, we did not think he was going to do it all, but we knew he was going to do. This movie totally knew it was going to do that, yes. Oh, yeah, this guy who's like Hercules' best friend is going to take off with all his gold. No, he's going to come back at just the right moment and save the day. We already knew it. 
would have been badass as hell if he didn't come back. Though. It would have been awesome. Like <laughs> post credit scene, they cut to him just like eating shrimp on the shore, just loving life. Just like man, I'm glad I ball. got out of there with all of these, all this gold, and didn't have to watch that kid get murked up by, <laughs> by right. his grandfather. <laughs> The Thracians fight Hercules and his crew while Arius runs back to his mother. Tidius is struck by an arrow, but that doesn't stop Tidius. He's a pharaoh man. He goes crazy. He's just slaying all these soldiers in his path while they're shooting arrows at him. And of course, you know, when you do that, you end up with like six or seven arrows sticking out of your your stomach. You're like, okay, pretty sure I'm dying now. So Hercules goes to him and Tidius, he finally says a word. He says his first word. He just goes, Hercules. And then he dies with a smile. Okay. It's it's meaningful because they had the scene earlier in the movie where they said, this guy doesn't talk. Then he says the name of the movie. And he goes- Hot Tub Time Machine. Hot Tub Time Machine. And he smiles at the camera and dies. Great way to go, if you have to go at all. Team Herc spills oil and fire from the giant torches and to block the Thracians. And Hercules starts just pushing on this giant statue of Hera from its base. And you know me and giant statues. I don't mind this one. There's something about that Art Deco giant statue from, from Batman and Batman Returns that's, that's weird. But Greek statues. Greek giant statues? You're okay. Okay. Totally I'm fine. glad we know the line now. This is good. Yeah. It's all about the, the Art Deco. So Cody mocks Hercules like, yeah, okay, you go up there with your people and your fire. I'm going to stand back here and be like, your family deserve to die. And that makes Hercules really mad. Mad enough that he's finally able to push over this giant statue, which of course falls to pieces as it comes crashing down, and the head smashes directly into King Codius, throwing him all over the edge of a cliff. I didn't even know that there was a cliff there, or a ravine, or something. Some sort of endless pit where the head of Hera knocks the king. It is a plot device to make him he done. He done. The surviving soldiers lay down their weapons and bow before Hercules, chanting his name Hercules, Hercules. They really switch their allegiances pretty fast. Yeah, they're like, oh, shit, I just realized we're wearing his branded armor. We should <laughs> bow to him. He's going to sue us if we don't. We're wearing Hercules the armor. We should we should bow to Hercules <laughs> the man. Amphiaris delivers the closing lines of the movie, saying he prefers this tale of Hercules to the myth. You don't need to be a demigod to be a hero. You just have to believe that you can be a hero. But what do I know? I'm supposed to be dead. I feel like that's supposed to be like a... Right? It's like, hey, you know what would be really neat if if we had one of those closing lines that people are always talking about that are so good? Because this movie's going to blow up, obviously. People are going to be like, that's one of the greatest closing lines of all time. No. Nope! It's just a line at the end of this movie that is Hercules from 2014, directed by Pig Fucker Ratfuck. (laughs) I do have some uh, actual IMDb trivia facts to send us out. Okay. I'm going to read this one as it's written, just because, you know. Sure. In the second last act, Amphiaris revealed that tonight a spear of flame will pierce my heart. As he finished his narration in the final scene, he looks up to the sky and a lightning flashes with the thunder sounding closer than normal. This might indicate that the <laughs> lightning struck him, seeing how a lightning looks close like a spear of blue flames to people then. That's 
all correct, according to the IMDb. That is an actual fact. That is not caped by any means. That is a human being on this earth who you also, may or may not have to deal with sometime in your life. That was in the spoiler section, too. So, Oh, good. <laughs> Spoilers, and- this may or may not happen. <laughs> Uh, and because I did another IMDb fact, I'll, I'll close it off with what I suspect is a caped trivia fact. Okay. This film is not a sequel to Blues Brothers 2000, despite the confusion in the title. It confused me. I was like, oh, I, I definitely feel like we're on a mission from God here. Again. A third time. And I hope you guys liked that free drop that we had over the weekend for all of our subscribers. We told you. We told you. We're like, hey, get, get subscribed so you can get that download. And now if you want to hear our Blues Brothers episode, you got to head over to patreon.com slash Podcast. There's as little as $1 a month, and it's all going to a great cause in March once again. That's true. Loosen those purse strings. We can all torture Brian if we hit $500 and make him watch <laughs> Two Towers. And I promise you, I will get more goop reviews. <sighs> that's, a, that's a good trade-off, I guess. And I am realizing now I did not go in incognito mode when I looked them up. Oh, and you're going to get so many goopy my ads. Google ads are probably going to go wild with weirdness. <laughs> I regret everything. Yeah, that's, that was a mistake. So this movie happens. It, it all occurred. It was captured on film. The actors recited their dialogue. Uh, it was written by Ryan J. Condal and Evan Spiliotopoulos, who's the only true Greek thing that is around this movie at all, Absolutely. I have to imagine. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's it's entertaining for a couple out for an hour and a half ish. I watched the extended. It's an hour forty one. No idea what was added. Not a clue. No idea. I didn't even know there was an extended version until you told me. So yeah, Rod Tomatoes one hundred. What are you thinking for this thing? Oh, 70. 58. Yeah. Okay. Audience score is forty eight percent. Oh. Roger Ebert did not see this because he was too busy trying to pick corn in the Elysium fields. <laughs> But while going through Rotten Tomatoes looking for critical reviews, the critics' consensus, I think, is so damn perfect that I want to lead with that. Because the critics' consensus for Hercules 2014, directed by Let's Cure Cancer for Everyone But Him, (laughs) it says, Hercules has Brett Ratner behind the cameras and Dwayne Johnson rocking the loincloth and delivers exactly what any reasonable person reading that description might expect. That is actually the perfect review. It is. Let's go to some less perfect reviews. Peter Travers from Rolling Stone says, Everything Guardians of the Galaxy gets right with its mix of action and comedy, Hercules botches. (laughs) Why are we comparing those two? That's such a weird comparison. (laughs) But I see it. (laughs) Everything the Goonies gets right about friendship, Hercules gets wrong about friendship. I was going to say Greece. <laughs> That's fair also. Ben Kenningsberg from the New York Times says, The movie is plagued by a split identity. It's half slog, half Mel Brooks. <laughs> oh, that's so funny that it's Mel Brooks. Jeff Lebrecht from Entertainment Weekly. I feel like that's the only way you say like Canadian, like French Canadian names. Sure. Lebrecht. Lebrecht. He says, Hercules might seem like the perfect role for The Rock. But the movie really needs a better Dwayne Johnson. Wow. That is. I don't think Dwayne Johnson was the problem with the movie. And Bilge Ebiri from New York Magazine slash Vulture says, Hercules has no right to be as entertaining as it is. Agreed with that. I agree. On Letterboxd, it was really hard to find things in general because... 
for the most part, people like this movie. That's interesting because of things like the Rotten Tomatoes score. I agree. But from September 14th, 2015, they literally did the Hercules chant from the Nutty Professor in this. (laughs) And they literally did. They did. They absolutely did it. From July 23rd, 2021, this is so fucking dumb and too insanely overambitious for its own good, and I loved every damn moment. <laughs> that, okay, yes, this is another one that I completely agree with. You like what you like. Simple as that. From October 23rd, 2014, find a bone saw, crack open your skull, dig out your brain, and throw it out the window. Because you certainly won't need it while watching Hercules. (laughs) I also agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a smart movie. No, no one's accusing this thing of being smart. (laughs) And the last one I have is from July 25th, 2014. See, when I get mad, I usually just cuss or yell at someone. When Hercules gets mad, he throws a fucking horse. (laughs) Who throws a horse, honestly? Uh, let's get this thing a super stuff score. Yeah, sure. We might as well let's start off with story motivation. He's a mercenary who may be a demigod, may not. That's what the stories say, but the stories are being told by his hype man. So, right, his boy Herc. I actually really do like what they did with the story here, where the with the overblown mythology, and then like maybe he's just a regular guy, and then at the end you're like, well, now I really don't fucking know. You don't have any clue, and I really enjoy that. I think it's pretty good. I'm going to go with a 0.5 for that because that itself is original. Yeah. The rest of this movie, though, is bullshit. Absolutely. And predictable. Exactly. 0.5. Hero. Hercule fucking Lees. Hercules. Hercules. And it's Dwayne the Rock Hercules Johnson. And he is heroic. He is leading these folks into battle where he may or may not be a demigod. Right. And the entire time he's got yak pubes on his face. That's going to earn him a 0.25 right off the bat. Because <laughs> that's wild. I think I'm going to go with another 0.5, though. I think that's appropriate. Yeah. Where his training strictly involves shield walls and maybe go a little deeper next time. You know, and spear poking. <laughs> that's right. 0.5 for the hero. Villains. It's super obvious that it's King Coitus or whatever his name is. Yeah. I'm going to go zero. There's nothing spectacular about him at all. There isn't. I mean, he's like, he's a pretty big dick, but who cares? I don't. I really don't. I care more that he's John Hurt than I do. He's a big dick. That's fair. Again, phrasing. Zero for a villain. <laughs> parents or teamwork? I don't know what we do on this one. I We're going to go, go parents and his dad's maybe alive if, it's a, if it is a Zeus. Right. Or would you consider a god to be alive? Certainly not dead, but okay. we also don't know if he's a demigod. That's true. We have no idea who his daddy is. Point five. Because it's confusing. It's in the best way. Point five, because you know it's effective storytelling. There, yeah, that part of it. It's intentionally ambiguous. Female characters. There's a bunch. There are a ton of them. (laughs) Does that make them good though? Um, Atalanta's pretty awesome. She is very awesome. She does a lot of arrow fun stuff. And and she doesn't take shit from anyone. Stabbing people with a bow, which I didn't know was an option. She has blades on her bows. It's awesome. Pretty cool. Princess Urginia? She's there? We don't know if she's got a thing for Hercules or not. No clue. She just wants him to watch his son. Yep. And and then, you know, Megara, who's in the movie for a couple flashbacks. Yeah. She's She's got a butt. 
0.25 for Atalanta. 0.25 for Atalanta, I think, is the right move there. Setting. Greece? Uh, question mark? I don't know. They keep saying names. I'm like, I don't know what this is. Right? It's like, okay, they pulled out a map. It's got uh, it's got words on it. What are we they doing They told here? me we were at a mountain at one point, and then I saw the mountain, so I had to believe them. Right. It's like, oh, they, they did say that they were going to mount something, and now they're at a mountain. So, cool. I did read that a lot of the dates here don't match up because, like, they're talking about, like, the King of Athens, which would have been a role that was gone 400 years before this movie takes place and things like that, so. I think the movie looks overall okay. Yeah. So I'm going to go 0.25. 0.25. I agree. You can tell that it's not modern times. <laughs> That's right. There are no vehicles driving around, like cars, <laughs> automobiles. 0.25 for setting. Style and tone. It's a Dwayne the Rock Johnson Hercules movie. Is there any? I that that's the tone right there. It's the it rock. It does kind of know what Hercules. it is for that. I'll go point two five just for that alone. I think that's that's probably where it deserves to be, if not a little generous. I agreed. Music. It's there. The smooth stylings of Fernando Velasquez. I got nothing on it. I'll go zero. Zero. Agreed. I don't. I could not hum you a single line from this movie. And I feel like this movie wants you to be able to hum lines from it. Yeah. Speaking of lines, one-liners. Fucking centaurs. Fucking centaurs. What do I know? I'm supposed to be dead. Fucking centaurs is extremely good. It is very good. It is If you have the one F-bomb to drop in a PG-13, if you're not crushing it like that, then what are you doing? I'm going to go 0.5 for that line alone. Just for fucking centaurs. It's so good, and I will use it in my everyday life. Boom. Anytime I come across a centaur. Yep, regularly. 0.5 for one-liners. Finally, impact on the genre. Probably not high. No, uh, especially when you consider that writer Stephen Moore, who did the comic that this was based on, did not get any payment for this being adapted into a film, so he requested his name be removed from this adaptation entirely. And then he died in March of 2014 before the movie came out. Oh, jeez. And for the three months before the film released, they added a dedication to him in the closing credits, which, okay, that's fine. Uh, that's okay. But then they went and they kind of used his death to promote the movie. Oh, boy. Which, which in turn made Alan Moore accuse the filmmakers of doing that, of using the death for free advertising and urge people to boycott the movie. And Alan Moore's not usually a very grumpy person about anything. Right. And he was like, don't go see this movie. They're a bunch of shitbirds. I'm going to go zero for all those reasons and Brett Ratner. And Brett Ratner. And the fact that it didn't really make that much money. And if you bring up this movie, people don't know what it is. And you can't even tell them the Hercules movie from 2014 because it wasn't even the only one. Which is wild. <laughs> this is absolutely a zero. And that might be generous. I'm okay with a zero. Zero it is. And that is going to give Hercules a total score of 2.75. I can't decide if that's too low or perfect. It feels low, but appropriately low. This is a movie that I think deserves to be low, but you still know that, you know, it's not, it's not that bad. But it shouldn't be high scoring. No, it really, really shouldn't be. But I'm happy we got this shitsicle kind of out of the way, even though it wasn't a total shitsicle. Right. It was, it was shit sickle adjacent. Exactly. Because, Brian, we're about to come up on an actual break. Yes. Because we are taking a few weeks off properly. You will not get new episodes because 
I'm not capable of doing it due to the birth of a third kid. It's so many kids. So much punting in your future. But next week is our penultimate episode before we go on a proper break, and we are going out with a bang for the next two, just to really hype you up a little bit. Exactly. Brian, why don't you tell our fine listeners what we're talking about next week? We're talking about the Adams Family. You bet your sweet ass we are! <laughs> yeah. Um, very, very excited. We were not going to talk about the Adams Family. We did have like a proper schedule made out, and then we realized... No, we're not going to be able to keep going for a little bit. Yeah. We kind of changed course a little bit, and we said we got to go out with two bangers before we take, like, a month off. So next week, we will be talking about the Adams Family. Brian, do you want to tease what we're going to be talking about the week after? Because it is one of our most requested movies that we get, <laughs> and it's one of those that we've just been holding on so tightly to that it is finally time to let it fly. Oh, we're definitely going to be talking about Superman 4. The quest for peace. I cannot wait for that. And it's awesome that the speed bump in the middle of now and then is the Adams family. Oh, I have driven over far worse speed bumps. Oh, absolutely. I cannot wait. It's going to be a, a banger of a couple weeks for sure. Next week, the Adams family. Until then, rate, review, subscribe. Join us on Patreon this month for Blues Brothers and next month for Young Frankenstein. And once again, every single dollar from our subscriptions on Patreon are getting donated to Veterans, Inc. One of our very, very long-time listeners wrote in saying how much our episodes helped him throughout the holidays after he suffered a loss. We have these microphones in front of us, and we would be absolute hypocrites if we didn't try to use them for good. As Miss Marvel says, as G. Willow Wilson wrote in Miss Marvel, good is not a thing you are, it's a thing you do if we didn't do good then we have no business having this show. Yeah. So every single dollar on Patreon is getting donated to Veterans, Inc. That listener who we love so much also is the one who recommended Young Frankenstein for the month of March. And I cannot wait to talk about that movie. I'm super excited to talk about that movie. I'm going to be in a top hat and a, an ill-fitting suit with a cane and a zipper on my neck during that entire recording. And I'm putting on the fucking Ritz, baby. Let's do it. Go to patreon.com slash kpodcasters. Donate, donate, donate. You can take it all back if you want in April. I don't give a damn. Absolutely. That's not what it's about. March is important. April, you do you. You do you. Donate in March. Hell, we're not putting out new episodes for part of March. You could listen to the entire Patreon catalog and then sign off right after that. Exactly. What a plan. <laughs> Look at that. Telling you how to game the system. Right. Telling you how to live your lives. Treating you like you're our puppets. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your precious life hours and listening all the time. We really love you guys. <laughs> you can also follow us on social media at Kate Podcasters. What a segue. Right? What a pro. <laughs> you can also email us your questions and comments to katepodcasters at gmail.com and follow us on social media at Kate Podcasters on all of the things. Uh, especially Facebook, where whenever we do a recording, we throw up a post asking for your questions and comments. And we got a few. Kyle Collins from the Experience Grind podcast. You've heard his sweet, sultry voice here a number of times. Especially on the trauma episodes. He's our amateur trauma expert enthusiast? enthusiast. What do we call him? I'm not sure. I don't remember what it was. But that, he's the trauma boy. He says, I literally did not know this movie existed until this very moment. And welcome to the club, Kyle. Yep, that checks out. 
Derek Ives wrote in and said, The Rock has been in many pre-existing intellectual property movies that nobody asked for, and this (laughs) seems to be one of them. In fact, he's probably built his career off that. Can you name any movies of his that aren't based off IP worthwhile? And what are your favorite featuring The Rock that are old IP? Is The Mummy Returns uh, an IP that's out there? Obviously, it's a sequel, which means it had an established IP, but... I think that counts as established IP, yeah. Well, in that case, no. I cannot think of any off the top of my head. What was it? Skyscraper? Was that an existing IP? That movie, I feel like, has been done a thousand times, but I don't know if it was an existing IP. So let's go with that one. I actually really enjoyed that movie, too. So Do you? Yeah. All right. There you go. It's like Die Hard in China. It's great. Fair enough. (laughs) And unfortunately... The Ginger Skull Dave Novak wrote in and he said, Ahoy, hoy, friends. It's great to see you, especially Brian, who I bet is reading this aloud from your program right now, which, no, you're fucking wrong because you're an idiot. Never listened to the end of an episode. Never got there. (laughs) He asks, if you had to cast professional wrestlers to play Greek gods, who would you have play whom? Here's a start. Hogan, pre-racist diatribe, of course, as Zeus and Cain as Hades. I want the entirety of the Iliad and the Odyssey, but every character is being played by Macho Man Randy Savage. (laughs) Every single character. I love that so much. And I'm going to go with that for the sake of not Googling wrestling people. And I feel like that's just going to annoy the ginger skull Dave Novak that I wouldn't even take the time to Google for him. But. Me do me, boo. History shows he won't even hear this. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Kyle, Dave, Derek, thank you for your questions. Sorry we almost answered all of them. <laughs> Brian, you got anything else? That is it for me. Fantastic. We're going to see you guys next week for the Adams Family. Same pod time. Same pod, Stranger Danger. Stranger Danger.